Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you, and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We are continuing our celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month, and we are speaking with Cassandra Robinson. Cassandra is a copywriter and brand strategist, a LinkedIn growth expert that helps you shine through storytelling, and the host of Grinding in Grace podcast, which I love. Most importantly, she is a lover of Jesus. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Enrique. It's a, um, an honor to be here with you and to encourage your audience today. Before we get into our topic today, which, oh, by the way, is leadership and faith living, uh, Cassandra, please uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like you said, you gave me a great intro, Enrique. My name is Cassandra Robinson. I am a copywriter and brand strategist. I help specifically people of faith build their personal brands through storytelling, helping them unlock their voices and share their testimony, the goodness that God has um, bestowed on them in their life. I help to draw that out um, through the gifts that God has given me. So that's a little bit about me. um, And I am just excited to to be here with you all. Wonderful. Now, you know, the, the subject matter of faith is something that most people shy away from in the realms of professional life, right? You know, you hardly ever hear anyone take time to talk about uh, their faith walk, their beliefs, how they view things from a biblical perspective or from a faith-based perspective, because normally it's shied upon as something, one of those three that you don't talk about, right? Government, uh, faith, and I don't know what else, but I know those two are there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those two are front and 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 uh and foremost one of those the topics that you just don't don't dabble in uh, but before we get into how we actually can implement that into our lives uh what is faith to you faith to me honestly is a relationship enrique faith to me is a relationship with your creator an intimate and personal relationship with the one who created you with the one who died for you and loves you eternally that's that's truly what faith is to me and and living by faith um i know we'll get into that so i'll stop there yeah that's a that's that's a good point um you know and folks uh, faith is going to take different forms and different um you know things and it's going to mean different things to Mm -hmm. different people um, and I'll tell you, as far uh, uh, from my perspective, what faith is, is believing enough in something that you'll walk to it, even if you can't see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 Good. faith, uh, faith uh, and my faith journey took a lot of leapings into voids where I thought that it was no there was no way that if I went that way, it was going to result in something positive. But lo and behold, when God says, hey, step forward, 
and you and you do, all of a sudden there's floor, right? <laughs> so it's Amen. wonderful to see um, that action, right? Because you know the the Bible says faith without works is dead. Um, it it is a thing, but it requires another thing. And so, um, as we're talking about faith, uh, it's one thing to have faith to believe um, in something other than yourself for an outcome. There is another thing to believe it enough to live it. And so I wanted to ask you, what is faith living from your standpoint? Faith is very subjective. It's very personal. And so for me, faith living is, is uh, trusting in, like you said, that there's something greater than yourself, trusting uh, in your creator in this, loving creator who um, gave you life, who's the reason that you're in existence and who is the reason why you're walking this earth right now and that you have lungs in your breath and, and trusting that person, that creator, that he will provide everything that you need and um, trusting in him when you are taking those leaps of faith because you feel compelled to um, embark on a journey that you feel called to, you feel called to, you feel called by your creator to embark on the entrepreneurial journey, starting a business, entering a relationship, whatever it might be, knowing that Romans eight twenty eight right? That all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So it's that deep faith and trust um, and something bigger than yourself. Tell you that as a minister, um, as a servant of the Lord uh, for many mm-hmm. years now, uh, there were times where my faith did not match my walk. And I'll mm. tell you that, uh, you know, and, and full disclosure, because I'm <laughs> I, I may not be proud of it, but I, it's definitely a testimony. Right. It leads you to a better pastures, better, better walk. And, you know, faith living to me is is just the fact that you can read something. You can believe it and uh, and apply it to your life, but it the power is not enacted until you actually walk it. And so when you talk about faith living, for those of you uh, that are listening and you're wondering why things are not panning out as you thought, maybe you're not walking that which you believe, you know, mm. and sometimes uh, that absence of action to faith is what results in no fruit. And so for those that may be listening and you're wondering uh, what faith living is, is you putting your hand to the plow and actually swinging it, right? There's another thing everybody says, you know, I believe, I believe, I believe, but until you actually have to act on it, but believe me, (laughs) it's hard sometimes. (laughs) Some some of the things that come our way, right? Um, uh, And God says, do this. And you're like, Mm. Oh, no, <laughs> not that. <laughs> right. It's true. So, so it requires uh, that action uh, to enact the power to actually put see the power when you're when when, when we were talking, we're from Hispanic Latino yes. backgrounds um, mm-hmm. that uh, in itself brings a different flavor to our lives. Uh, if we were some some other um you know, community, it would bring its own flavor. But I, uh, uh, Cassandra, I see a lot of times that faith is huge in the Hispanic Latino culture. Um, and, and I wanted to, for you to share 
Uh, how has your Hispanic heritage influenced your faith walk? You know, Enrique, I was I was raised Catholic, like many Hispanic or Latino um, Latinos, and I you know got saved into Christianity when I was nineteen. Um, I think that having that background, that that rich culture and tradition of the you know Catholic um, religion helped to really act as a, a launch pad into my um, Christian faith and Christian walk. Um, and, and I think as, as a Hispanic woman, um, I come from a really a long line of, of, of faith walkers, you know, who have put their faith and trust in God when they didn't have anything, right? Like my, my family, Mexican migrant workers that, you know, travel across the West Coast to, you know, pick various vegetables and fruits to make a living, right? They didn't have much physically or material, materially, right? And uh, uh, it was really hard work, um, faith and trust and hope that, you know, God was going to see them, see them through. So I think that just has been passed down too, personally, um, as well, as far as my, my, my work ethic and my determination, but also uh, my faith right? Um, when things don't look so great outwardly, um, the circumstances aren't, you know, necessarily ideal. Um, remembering that, you know, God is uh, faithful. God is faithful to see you through even in the midst of the most trying situations, you know, that my ancestors and my family has has been there and been through and he's seen them through right and brought them to where they are now and I wouldn't be the woman I am today if it wasn't for those experiences um so I think that's deeply impacted my faith walk now that I'm talking with you about it and it's a it's amazing as uh, earlier we were just discussing uh, some of my background and yes. I come from a catholic santero mix if, if i was to say right my uh and and it's funny because my my dad my mom was catholic my dad was catholic right so he was raised in a from a catholic perspective but he got into this thing called santeria which is basically the idolization of any statue uh that may uh they may perceive as the answer giver right um, and I remember uh, he had this huge Indian statue and I remember him giving me a, a necklace with a charm. And then right in the middle of the charm was an Indian head, right? An Indian head. And it was all part of this, this, I, I would say cult. If Culture. I was, if yeah. I, <laughs> it is. Um, and, um, and he would, you know, pray to these things and, um, uh, and I remember this one time my mom would tell me a story when when I was a uh, between maybe one and two years old in Puerto Rico, where um, my my dad had this shrine room. And I remember it as, as a little kid. Um, and um, she said one day she was washing dishes, yada, yada, yada. She opens the fridge. She goes to put some stuff, for, you know, whatever she was doing at the time. And closed the fridge door, and there before her was this Buddha standing in front of her, laughing 
like uncontrollably that she lost all reasoning and jumped right outside that kitchen window. <laughs> now it was just a one floor, uh, a house, right? I would say a, a four wall house. And she jumped right out and took off and forgot that she left me in there. So, <laughs> so you're joking. No, no, this is real deal. And so, you know, there was a spiritual life that my dad had. My mom was in a spiritual walk as well as, you know, in the Catholic church, um, both trying to find answers. They were both trying to find answers to the things that, uh, that plague those that have not, right? Because there's faith and then there's faith of the have nots and one is stronger. <laughs> and I'll tell you that right now, when you got a $2, you got, you look at your bank account, if you have one, right? Because back then they really didn't have no bank account. But if you look at your bank account and it's the first of the month and all you have left is $2, there's a have not faith. And <laughs> that usually point. is real deep rooted because you're like, Lord, you know, it's $2 in there. <laughs> And I got a whole month, right? You mentioned migrant workers. Yeah. You know, that that work ethic, that determination, uh, which is I love of the Hispanic Latino community, uh, you know, when when it seems like there's no way this can happen, um, God shows a way and he shows himself strong. So what made you choose the the way of faith? Um, having all these, and I, like I've just mentioned my father, it was just to, to highlight, there are so many options to, to grab onto when you talk about faith. He chose idolization of sure. figures that were created. My mom fig, uh, found it through, um, it was, <laughs> you gotta say, and, and the cat, there is some idolization there, there is. but, there's a strong rooted, uh, you know, um, um, understanding of God, Jesus Christ, his upbringing, Mary, Joseph, you know, so they incorporate the whole, the whole totality of Christ. Um, when, when you talk about that, um, but both were grabbing onto something that can give them hope that can make them feel like it's going to be okay. So what made you choose the way of faith? You know, you hear a lot of testimonies, Enrique, that people often meet God or find God or find their faith when they hit rock bottom, right? When they have some sort of catastrophe in their life, tragedy uh, that really brings them to their end. And there's this saying that you hit rock bottom and find out that he's the rock at the bottom, you know? He, that he's ultimately that that foundation that rock that you're looking for that's that the unshakable ground when everything else in your life may be crumbling could be your your career your marriage your you know relationships your health you know, what else in this world can we hold on to that's absolute that's never changing that's eternal um and that for me is is god you know, I, I found God at a low point. I, I mean, I was a teenager when I found the Lord, but, you know, I had gone through a, a breakup at the time uh, uh, of a high, high school, high school um, 
love, you know, and I had been with for several years and four or five years and I just was really depressed. And anyways, that's a friend preached the gospel to me and I was at a low point, right? I was a low point in my, you know, teenage life and season um, where I felt like, what else is there? You know what I mean? What's, what is, what can fill this void that I so desperately want to fill, right? You can do it with, we do it with all sorts of different things, right, Enrique, with drugs, with um, sex, with money, with all sorts of vices that this world has to offer, you name it, right? Um, And we try to fill that void. Um, The Pascal Blake says there's, there's a God-shaped vacuum in every man that's created. There's this God-shaped vacuum that only God can fill. I mean, we try to fill it with all sorts of things, but ultimately at the end of the day, only God can fill that. And so I, that's what has been something, I mean, me and the Lord have gone through a journey, right, over the last 14, 15, well, of course, my entire life, but when I received him over the last, you know, 14 years, it's been a roller coaster, like any relationship, right? There's been ups and downs and uh, valleys and, and mountains, but that's what's really caused me to choose the faith, the faith route, uh, Enrique, because nothing else even comes close. Now you mentioned, you have mentioned uh, earlier, the entrepreneurial route, and uh, just talk about this a little, because you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're, you're helping folks become clear on their message, especially when you talk uh, about faith, uh, led employment, faith led entrepreneurial journey. Uh, there are entrepreneur journeys uh, that are differ from everyone else. Uh, but once you start adding faith and Jesus and your, and, you know, and the proclamation of freedom of the soul, it tends to be something that people shy away from. So when you're talking about uh, the entrepreneurial path, how can we use faith as a catalyst to that path? Over the last three years of building my personal brand on LinkedIn, you know, I discovered a a simple four-step framework to help people unlock their voice and embrace their God-given potential. And that the the acronym that I use is no, right? Because the first step is to know who you are in Christ. Um, As you build your personal brand and put yourself out there, your content, your story, you're going to, you're going to come up against a lot of insecurities, doubt, imposter syndrome. What are other people going to think of me? You know, that might prevent you from stepping into and embracing that, that call to create uh, that God has given you. So it's, it's fundamental and essential for you to know who you are in Christ, understand your identity as a child of God, as a daughter, a son of the King. Right, because then you will have that internal confidence needed to step forward versus looking for that external validation from others, you know. Um, so I think that that really using your faith as a catalyst, recognizing who you are and the power that you've been given, uh, the gifts that you've been given as a child of God and embracing that and walking in that um, as you, as you show up, I think has been fundamental in my, in my, in my entrepreneurial journey. Well, you know, there are folks that are in leadership positions that 
have chosen to abide by the ground rules of politics and religion, right? Um, mostly because there are policies that are written that govern the structure and, and, and the, I would say, the actions of those that fall within that organization. But I feel strongly about the comment in the Bible where it says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father in heaven. And it's actually talking about the ultimate day, right? The day of judgment. Um, and how does a leader resolve that, that verse, that, uh, that uh, encouragement from Christ to, uh, to be the light of the world, regardless of, uh, you know, what's uh, enacted on what, uh, what policy may be there, um, what uh, governs an organization. How do you resolve that and still be a representative of Christ uh, in the midst of that type of uh, situation? You know, what comes to mind, Enrique, is a quote from, I think, Billy Graham or Francis of Assisi. I've heard, I've heard both, but uh, use, preach the gospel, use words if necessary, right? So when you're in a corporate setting or an organization where you're not as uh, able to sh share your faith so openly, pray, right? Um, talk about the Bible, perhaps, like people are watching you, right? People uh, will see the gospel through how you treat them right how you how you work your determination your your quality of work your attention to detail your character right without ever with with without you ever mention of mentioning a bible verse at all um so i think that really is something that we as believers as we go out into the world and have small businesses or we work for another organization that we can really press profess our faith by the way we love. You mentioned lo love, and I can't think of any other person but Jesus to have demonstrated what love truly is. Now, he said, uh, you know, uh, and if you follow how he acted, and for those leaders that are thinking, you know, yeah, I'm in a hard place. I would like to do this, then the other. Just remember that that Jesus preached in the church, in the synagogue. He acted in the world. It's two different things, and you and and you have to understand, uh, just kind of like what you said, uh, Cassandra. On, you know, sometimes it's with words, not all the time, it's with words, but it's mostly with your life. Faith living, in regards to leadership, is how you act, and your actions tells the world who your father is. Now, mm, now, <laughs> if you take that, <laughs> if you take that, um, you might be identifying with somebody that you thought wasn't your father. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and I bring that to light because um, a, 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 a lot point. of people, a lot of people think that faith living is uh, a hard thing. No, a hard thing is dying for somebody you don't even know and knowing that you're doing it for their sins. That's a hard thing. 
<laughs> Somebody you don't even know, right? There's, there's some people that I know <laughs> that might not get that from me, right? But but Jesus did that. He did. And he did it so that you can have uh, that encouragement that if you act like your father, you will be of your father and you will return to your father. And uh, mm-hmm. those three things have always resounded in me uh, as I uh, lead from a faith-based perspective. And I could do that all day long and not find the wrong thing about what I'm doing. Um, and so I love that you say, you know, sometimes it's with words. Um, if, uh, Cassandra, if if there was anything you would like to tell someone uh, in regards to uh, their leadership walk uh, and faith, what would that be? One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10, right? That says, God is, uh, you are God's masterpiece created with a purpose that he prepared in advance for you to fulfill and to walk in, that he prepared these good works in eternity past for you to fulfill so when we look at that verse and we see that all the heaven heavy lifting has been done right it's ultimately our receiving of that purpose and our confidence and what he has prepared in advance for us to do to to walk in and that really the lord desires obedience over sacrifice and by obeying and embracing that calling, whatever that might be, or whatever that might look like in your life, um, whether it's being a, a stay-at-home mom or owning a small business or a wife, all these human duties that we all have to do, right, that he's called us to, uh, realizing that God has a fully equipped you to successfully complete those endeavors and be a victor. So at the end of the day, when you are at the judgment seat, that you would hear the words in the gospels, right? Good and faithful servant. You have been responsible over few things. Enter into the enter into the joy of your master, and I will put you over many. That's wonderful. Now, folks uh, are probably saying, hey, I, I have a way of living that is faithful. Um, and I do want to get my words out. I do want to make sure that my messages are clear uh, and I capitalize on the business I may have or a business venture that I'm that I may be thinking about. Um, how can they get a hold of you uh, to talk to you about your services or anything that you can help them with? <clears throat> Yes, absolutely, Enrique. I'd love to work with anyone who, whether you're a Christian or a faith-based entrepreneur, business owner, coach, consultant, and even if you're not, but you're curious um, about that, I'd I'd love to work with you as well. Um, Help you really unlock that, unlock your voice and share your untold story. You know, stories that you feel deeply called to start sharing with the world, but you just don't know where to start and you're insecure, and you have all these things that you need to work through, I'd love to help you do that. And the best way to do that is to reach out to me, of course, on LinkedIn, where Enrique and I connected, DM me, message me, connect with me, send me a little note when you uh, send a connection request, say, hey, I heard you on Enrique's podcast, and I'd love to learn more about your services, or I'd like to just get to know you more. And 
you know, I'd happy, I'd be happy to connect you, um, connect with you and see if, you know, it'd be a good fit to work together. Uh, also, I do have like a, po a podcast like an Enrique as well. It's been a little, it's been a little while since I've, I've created a, 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 an episode, but that's grinding in grace. And so <laughs> um, if you'd like to check that out too, for more tips on, on locking your voice and embracing your God-given potential, that's another resource, free resource for you uh, as well. All right, folks. Well, we're going to make sure to have that as part of the show notes and the video so that you can get a hold of Cassandra. Cassandra, it's been such a pleasure uh, to speak about faith-based living as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and as a, you know, human being, because, you know, there's, these are times, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but these are for the last three years uh, have been faith um I would say you would have to reach, you know, not to uh, integrate faith into your life for the last three years. Um, if you've made it without faith, please let me know <laughs> so I know <laughs> what it is that you're doing. But I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, for we've been in a tumultuous, um, you know, health stricken financially strapped three years and there's yeah. been a lot of and i know from my perspective from me um faith has taken center point from day one back in february uh 2020 when uh, you know i got laid off from work or bet, bet to say my employment stopped <laughs> right yeah. and 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 um and you know, and, and the journey has been faith driven. Uh, so I, I hope that this episode has been enriching to you. Thank you, Cassandra, for being with us today. Um, you know, and folks, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a, a message or a comment right now we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show so if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want uh to sponsor our show we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com cassandra once again thank you so much for taking this time i know it's a vacation for you uh, soon to be happy birthday so we celebrate you thank uh you. and your birthday um, and, uh, folks tune in next week when we have another great leader, uh, to help us dissect leadership from another angle. And as we love to end the show, success to you. Thank you, Enrique. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me. You can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.